Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Aloha. I'm so grateful to join with you today. Yes, indeed. I'm Jennifer Hadley. And our focus today in A Course in Miracles is the teaching about being of service and being truly helpful. And uh, this is what I was guided to by the Holy Spirit. And in part, in an answer to so many people ask me about, Jennifer, how can I just experience more joy? I'm doing these teachings and these studies, and if I could just experience more joy so we can be the happy learner, which I completely understand. (laughs) So let's join together and... Take that breath of love and gratitude. We're going to start with a blessing like we always do. We're grateful and we are thankful to open our hearts and minds to the power and the presence of infinite perfect love. We're grateful and thankful to call upon the higher Holy Spirit self to partner up to remember the truth and know the truth that sets us free. We're grateful and thankful to Join together for the purpose of our awakening, our healing, our being our true self. Authentically loving, kind, generous, and free. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So... For, for me, what I have learned is there really is no greater service than, greater joy rather, than being of service. And being of service is giving for the joy of it. It's not to get anything. And I remember that, uh, particularly when I first was in the agape community back in the early mid-90s, giving service. And part of why I was giving service was to get recognition, to get validation, to get approval, and also to make friends and be connected in community. So a lot of it was to get. I was giving to get. And I certainly enjoyed a lot of that service. However, it's not the same as freely giving. So, for instance, one of the things I love about doing this radio show, which uh, 
I've done more than 200 episodes over the last four years or so. I, I And I love doing it. It's an act of service. And what I get to do is rather than either giving or receiving, I'm in the act of sharing. Sharing is different in a sense than just giving or receiving. All is one. God is all that there is. So all is one. This is what I was talking about in my daily spiritual espresso yesterday on prosperity and abundance, uh, which you can read. I have a, a daily inspiration that I write, and I also record a prayer every day because I know the power of prayer. And uh, you can sign up for that or just um, look at it or listen to the prayer at jenniferhadley.com. It's my daily blog. I call it my daily shot of spiritual espresso. It's all about our waking up. Well, anyway, I was talking uh, in my daily spiritual espresso yesterday about uh, abundance and activating abundance consciousness. So one of the things is to look at where in your life you're giving to get, giving in order to receive. And because in that giving to get, there's an attachment. So you're affirming lack and limitation if you're giving to get. And therefore, that will certainly affect your experience of abundance. So when we can give from the overflow, then we're being truly helpful. Then we're really being of service. And as you probably know, there's a wonderful prayer on page 28 in my copy of the text, which is completely falling apart. It's chapter 2, and it's section 5, and it ends with this beautiful prayer. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. Yes. So, that being truly helpful, when we are taking that stand in our life, you can see, as it says in the prayer, we don't have to worry, we don't have to wonder about what to say or what to do because the one who sent me will direct me. And and the one who sent me is that presence of God. It is our higher Holy Spirit self. So when we are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me, we will be healed as we allow ourselves to be taught and led and guided. This is the thing that we discover through doing the workbook of A Course in Miracles. We begin to discover, in trying, instead of trying to make things happen, we can live a life of service where our every thought is an act of service. Our every choice is an act of service. So... You, you might be familiar with, if you're a certain age, that, um, uh, back in the days of hippiedom, right? Which, uh, 
in some places are still very much alive. I kind of feel that here in Hawaii. Um, there was a saying that people would uh, say, you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. And in a sense, what it is is you're either contributing love and an understanding of love or you're contributing to the one mind thoughts and beliefs in lack, limitation, suffering, and separation. So either love, which is healing, which is expansive, which is purifying and clarifying, either love, which is abundant and abundance and prosperity, wholeness, freedom, deeply healing, or thoughts of separation which bring experiences of lack and limitation. So A Course in Miracles tells us that there's only one problem that we have. No matter what we think we're dealing with as a problem, it's all different expressions of the one problem, which is that we believe something that's not true. We believe in separation, which is not true. And the answer is to accept the atonement for ourselves. What that means is to accept that we never have been separated, we never will be separated, which is to accept the oneness of all life. So, giving to get when there's only one, one to give to and one to get from, doesn't even make sense, right? Because who are you going to give to but an aspect of your own self since all is one? Who are you going to get from but an aspect of your own self because there's only one? So moving out of giving to get means moving out of lack, limitation, and suffering. And it also means moving into being of service. It means moving into that miraculous consciousness. I think one of the most beautiful teachings I have ever heard about A Course in Miracles is uh, back uh, in February of this year, 2015, uh, I was doing a retreat in Mexico with David Hoffmeister and Regina Don Akers and Gary Renard, and um, David shared something that I never heard him say before. Uh, and uh, he's so precious, uh, and I just love him. And um, he said that when he was first studying A Course in Miracles, the idea came to him to say that prayer, that truly helpful prayer on page 28. I am here only to be truly helpful. To say that whole prayer, which only takes... 15 seconds <laughs> every time he went through a doorway so even when he went from his bedroom to the bathroom every time he went through a doorway each way he would say that prayer and it was life changing for him because of his willingness to be truly helpful so in that being truly helpful we we start to see oh it's true the most powerful act of service that I can provide in this world or participate in is that being truly helpful 
by stopping energizing separation and start energizing oneness. So dropping giving to get really helps. So we don't give service in order to feel better about ourselves. We don't give service so that other people will recognize us and validate us thinking that that will make us feel better about ourselves. We are being truly helpful and being of service in the world primarily by working with our own consciousness and choosing to love ourselves free. As near as I can tell, that is the greatest act of service that anyone could do. And one of the biggest errors that people make on this path of love is they will do things like give service to help people who are suffering in poverty, let's say, or give money for people who are suffering in poverty and and give service. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with giving that service or giving that money. However, we have to be so careful about where we're doing it from. Are we doing it from a consciousness that actually energizes people's suffering or does it liberate them? It's really, really critical that we begin to look at it this way. So going back to that statement of you're either part of the solution or part of the problem. There is no problem, really, except the illusion of separation. And believing that it's the illusion is real, that is truly the only thing that appears to be a problem. So the solution is to know the truth in our mind. And in the miracle principles, number 18, a miracle is a service. A miracle is a service. It is the maximal service you can render to another. It's the maximum service that you can give is a miracle. It is a way of loving your neighbor as yourself. You see, it is a way of loving your neighbor as yourself. So loving your neighbor, loving yourself, and being in that awareness of the oneness. It says, you recognize your own and your neighbor's worth simultaneously when you're loving your neighbor as yourself. That's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is the maximal act of service. So if you think of that, then what is the most unhelpful thing you could do in this world to bear false witness or hold a judgment against anyone that you meet? That would be the most destructive thing you could do. You see how these teachings are so clear. So what is a miracle? What is a miracle? A miracle, according to A Course in Miracles, is when you align your thought with the thought system of God, with the thought system of the Holy Spirit, instead of the ego. So the ego is a thought system. It is a thought system of separation. 
It is a thought system of fear and negativity, suffering and degradation. That's what the ego thought system is. And the thoughts we think with God are the thoughts that are true, that are love, and they naturally bring forth miraculous experiences in our life. So the miracle, I did uh, an episode of the, the radio show about this maybe back in August. A miracle is not something that takes place in form. It takes place in our mind. And then because we have that mental shift, everything in form begins to change. So change your thinking, change your life. That's the teaching of new thought. It's also the teaching of A Course in Miracles. A miracle is not what happens in form. It's what happens in your mind. And then it naturally shows up in form. So being miracle-minded is the greatest act of service you can live in this world. And because we all do the work at the mind, level of the mind, the, the person who focuses at the level of the mind can be of much greater service than anyone working in the world. Yes. All right. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're back. And just before I continue with that thought... Uh, I would like to say, if you enjoy this broadcast, will you please write a review? That really helps for the ratings at iTunes. And then because it's a free broadcast and people can go and get all these episodes with wonderful teachers like Ken Wapnick and Gary Renard and John Mundy, Regina Don Akers, David Hoffmeister, and on and on, all these free in the archive you can support others in discovering these teachings through writing a review. If you're an Android user, you can get the podcast at Stitcher and you can write your review there. It's much appreciated. All right. And if you'd like to make a contribution to help support the radio show, the funding for the radio show completely is, comes from donations to powerofloveministry.net, powerofloveministry.net, tax-deductible contributions go to fund this radio show. It's funded entirely by your contributions. And you can also make uh, contributions to Power of Love Ministry that are tax-deductible through jenniferhadley.com on the tithes page. So thank you. Thank you for your contributions. And thank you to all the beautiful and blessed people who have supported. No contribution is too small, believe me. <laughs> We're all adding up together to that perfect wholeness and oneness. Yes. All right. So, and it's it's 
so powerful, as we're saying here, is the maximal service you can render to another is to love them as yourself. You know, a lot of people, in fact, most people are really challenged to love themselves. We don't have to like someone. We don't have to like their personality. And we don't have to validate their personality in order to genuinely love them unconditionally. And one of the reasons why I love the teachings of Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. and Jesus so much is they all agree in this, that holding that high watch, holding that loving space for your brother, knowing that right where they are, that the one mind, the divine mind, the Holy Spirit is right there resident in every person, every neighbor, just like it is in every one of us. And, you know, being able to hold that for all of our brothers and sisters, whether we like what they're doing and their political beliefs and all of that is so uplifting to our own heart. I used to be such a grudge holder and I used to really hold grudges about everything (laughs) and I spent so many years of my life hanging on to resentment and regret. I did a recent show about that and it it is deeply deeply punishing to the self and then the hidden messages of course that we're giving ourselves when we hold on to those resentments and regrets is that we're bad and we're wrong it's just an affirmation because if we were truly loving we wouldn't hold on to guilt and shame and resentment and regret and blame right and we as spiritual students we know that yet for so long i secretly held on to all these grudge behaviors and then i also secretly participated in all kinds of self-medication which is really self-attack and then i would feel ashamed and unworthy and bad and spiritually stupid and wrong and those cycles just went on and on and on and the thing that broke the cycle for me was my willingness to do exactly what it says there which is to really practice true forgiveness and love my brother as myself so that helped me to learn how to love myself and my brother and forgiveness is really releasing the judgments that we hold against ourselves and others that's really what true forgiveness is and as long as we're holding on to judgments against ourselves and others then we're making our past real as the course in miracles would say and then The more real we make it, the more we're going to suffer in our mind. And the more we inflame our mind, the more our emotional body will become inflamed. And I think that sometimes the greatest disservice that people do to themselves is they intentionally inflame their emotional body. They don't um, love themselves deeply enough to really stay peaceful emotionally and uh, I, I used to get angry at the drop of the hat I used to take offense at the drop of a hat I really I would literally look for things to upset me there was something about being upset 
that for me felt like if I'm upset and people are nervous around me, people are a little bit afraid of me because I'm volatile, because I might attack them or judge them or say something wounding to them. So they're very cautious around me. Then they're going to really think twice about being mean or unkind to me because I'm a loose cannon. I, I used to literally walk that way. That's why the, this show is about walking the talk, not just studying it, not just speaking it, but living it. Truly walking the talk and living the love is the maximal service that we can give to another. And the great thing is, is we have, you know, maybe 12,000 or more opportunities per day to think a thought of love and compassion. So one of the things is, is no matter what we're doing, our mind never rests. Even in our sleep, it never rests. So we can actually direct our mind while we're sleeping to be of service, to think loving thoughts, to release unloving thoughts. We can actually direct our mind to be of service while we're sleeping, to be of service every day, to truly give the Holy Spirit the leeway in our mind. This is what A Course in Miracles says, saying to the Holy Spirit, you decide for me. In um, chapter 1, section 4, Paragraph 2, this is in the section entitled The Escape from Darkness. It says, The miracle joins in the atonement by placing the mind in the service of the Holy Spirit. The miracle joins in the atonement by placing the mind in the service of the Holy Spirit. This establishes the proper function of the mind and corrects its errors, which are merely Lacks of love. Your mind can be possessed by illusions, but spirit is eternally free. If a mind perceives without love, it perceives an empty shell and is unaware of the spirit within. But the atonement restores spirit to its proper place. The mind that serves spirit is invulnerable. The mind that serves spirit is invulnerable. So think of all the ways that you walk in the world and where your thoughts are on defending yourself, protecting yourself, making yourself look good to yourself and others. Just think of all the thoughts that you think during the day where you think, I'm not good enough, I'm bad, I'm wrong, there's, there's something bad about me, I, I have to be careful and mindful that I don't do this or I don't do that, because uh, it would be shameful. All that energy trying to manage everything when the simple way and the most beneficial way are the same way. To place the mind in the service of the Holy Spirit to establish the proper function of the mind and correct its errors, which are merely lacks of love. How many students are spending decades 
spiritually studying, 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 studying. It's all about the intellect. The ego is in charge. And the true service, the true miracle is not transpiring because the ego is in charge of the spiritual studies and not the Holy Spirit. You see, we, we must be vigilant for the ego taking charge. How do we know the ego's in charge of our studies? How do we know the ego is in charge of whether or not we walk the talk? By how we feel. By how we feel. If we feel peaceful, if we feel harmonious, if we feel loving, if we feel compassionate, if we feel open and receptive, if we feel patient, kind and generous, then we know that our mind is operating in service to the Holy Spirit. And we're in a miracle-minded state of being, which is our natural state. And then we don't have to struggle to figure out things. We don't have to struggle to understand things. We don't have to struggle to learn A Course in Miracles. It will be revealed to us in our awareness every minute of every day. Because the Holy Spirit will be correcting all errors. You see, this is what I call give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. If we're laboring to figure things out and try to understand them, we are laboring in vain. Because only the ego labors to understand things. The Spirit already knows. The Spirit already knows. So that's what it says here in this paragraph 2 of the Escape from Darkness. Your mind can be possessed by illusions, but Spirit is eternally free. If a mind perceives without love, it perceives an empty shell and is unaware of the Spirit within. The mind that serves spirit is invulnerable, invulnerable to worry, invulnerable to attack, invulnerable to fear. So this is why A Course in Miracles tells us all healing is the level of the mind. Deciding to truly be of service. What happens then is we, we say to the Holy Spirit, okay, you decide for me today. As soon as we wake up in the morning, we wake up to consciousness, we say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm waking up, right? Rest comes not from sleeping, but from waking. I'm waking up, and this day I'm putting you in charge. Teach me, lead me, guide me. I am interested in the freedom the abundance, the wholeness, a revelation of truth happening in my mind. I am here only to be truly helpful. Lead me, guide me all day long. And then you'll notice you have many times during the day when you start to feel uncomfortable, oh, you put the ego back in charge. There was a moment where you decided to go with the ego. And you don't have to look back and figure out where that was but you know what you can do because then you'd be figuring it out with the ego hello so rather than do that you can just say to the holy spirit help me to see where i'm making the choice to go back to putting the ego in charge so that i stop doing that 
I'm putting you in charge again. I can tell you one of the most helpful things ever in my whole life was realizing that I can ask for help all day long. So it's not about asking for help getting a parking spot. Yes, you can ask for divine guidance to a parking spot. Why not? However, asking for help to see the opportunities to energize love clearly, to see the opportunities to go the other way, to to move away from that ego mindset and to put the Holy Spirit in charge. The willingness to see, to get help, to see, oh, when I forgot to choose compassion and kindness and instead I got irritated and frustrated and attacking, help me to see that so I no longer make those errors. Because one of the most important things that A Course in Miracles teaches us is that spiritual practice saves time. And one of the biggest challenges that I hear from spiritual students is, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time for spiritual practice. Well, if spiritual practice saves time, how will you get more time? Of course, you can't actually get more time because time is an illusion. But you'll, you'll free your mind from thinking you don't have enough time and your life will line up. Because if you walk around all the time thinking, I don't have enough time, number one thing you're thinking is that you should do more than you're doing. You should do more than you're doing. If you think you don't have enough time, you're thinking you should do more than you're doing. And if you're thinking thoughts like, I should do more, then you're in judgment, you're in opinion, you're not in truth. So, of course, you're going to feel upset and frustrated and irritated by that thought. Doing more is not actually being of service in the world. Being your true self is that active service, being truly helpful, not doing more helpful things. Do you see? If if doing more helpful things was the thing that was really going to change our lives, wouldn't that be the teaching of A Course in Miracles? But it's not. I'm here to be truly helpful, which doesn't have anything to do with doing The ego's in charge of doing and the spirit's in charge of being. And when we are aligned with that guidance from the spirit, the choices that we make to do things will be the things that align us with time-saving, money-saving, grief-saving, energy-saving. That instead of choosing to self-medicate and then feel hungover and feel sick and feel spiritually stupid, instead of putting all kinds of energy into that stuff and wasting money, etc., etc., though we learn from everything, so there really is no waste unless we believe in waste. Then we'll spirit, we, if, we, if we don't believe in waste and we harvest the learning from everything, there is no waste. <laughs> waste is an illusion um, but there's opportunities that we let pass us by they're not wasted they, they'll they'll present, represent themselves in some way shape or form but the easier paths are the ones that come first 
So a lot of times we reject the easier path over and over and over again. We reject the answer prayer. We reject the blessing over and over and over again till finally we're brought to our knees sometimes and then we go, oh, okay, I get it now. Uh, it's about surrender. So if we just surrender at the outset set and say, Holy Spirit, you're in charge of my life. Let me be the happy learner. Teach me this day. I'm excited to be the happy learner. I'm happy to have you working in my mind and clearing out everything that doesn't serve me anymore. And let's start with those old resentments and those old regrets and the guilt and the shame and the blame. I'm ready to let it go now. There's no greater service. No greater service. Would we have war in the Middle East if 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 people were willing to say, let's forgive, let us let it go, let's not look through the past, to the past rather. Through the past, to the past. Yeah, that's exactly what we do. And we look to the future through the lens of the past. Unless... We're present here now in the oneness of all life. Let's take a breath on that. Be so grateful, so grateful, so grateful. Hmm. Yes. Chapter 1 in, uh, I was going to say verse, (laughs) section 5, paragraph 6. The miracle is a sign that the mind has chosen to be led by me in Christ's service. The miracle is a sign that the mind has chosen to be led by me in Christ's service. The greatest miracle I know of is when we're willing to let the past go. That's such a miracle. It's such a miracle. And you know what happens is when we are no longer living in the past, we're no longer recreating the same opportunities for forgiveness over and over again, we do have more time because we're going to be led by the Spirit, guided by the Spirit to all kinds of things. So you can think of how much effort and energy some people put into making money, getting money or saving money conserving money lots and lots of thought and energy in those things and if they were miracle minded they'd be in the flow of abundance and prosperity and all that time and energy they put into making money and saving money and conserving money and getting bargains and deals and negotiating a better deal and all kinds of things like that that a lot of that would just fall away because they would just be naturally guided and led to the things that increase their abundance and prosperity. This is what I was writing about in my spiritual espresso yesterday. So one of the great things is when we're no longer holding on to resentments and regrets and grudges, we get to be of service by demonstrating abundance and prosperity. And miracle-minded consciousness. That is a huge act of service that we can all participate in. And it's life-changing. Because remember, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, in every single moment, everyone is watching. They're feeling. 
They're recognizing what's really going on with you. Are you trying to manage, control, and manipulate them? Are you judging them? Will you accept what they're trying to share with you? Or will you reject it? I've talked about this many times, how uh, I used to really believe that it was better for me to do everything myself, to be independent rather than interdependent. Interdependent is, of course, that's the oneness of all life. Independent is separation thinking, of course. So one of the things that I experienced a lot of when I was growing up is it felt like there were strings attached to everything. So my family was very supportive and giving and loving, but it did feel like there were strings attached to a lot of what was given. And I thought, I don't like that. I don't want the conditional love and conditional relationship. I'm interested in free. Free, free, free. So I'm sharing with you because I enjoy sharing with you, not because I'm trying to get you to give me something. I'm sharing with you because it's my joy to share with you, not so that you'll do something for me. Moving into that place of free-flowing, that's what I was interested in. And so I came to this thought of it's better not to receive from people because they just will think you owe them. But you know, that's not how God thinks. So I realized how painful it was because I started to think too, oh, if I accept anything from someone, I owe them then. And then, well, if I'm going to give to people, then they owe me too. And, oh, misery-making, time-wasting thinking. (laughs) For sure. Again, it really isn't a waste because if you learn from it, then you bring, you get benefit from it. Time really can't actually be wasted because it's not even real. So, but it, it does seem like our resources could be better invested, which is our time and our energy and our effort and our attention. And so learning that, oh, I'd rather be in the flow of sharing, which isn't giving. And it's not getting. Sharing is really coming together some way, shape, or form in the oneness. So like this radio show, I am sharing what I'm learning. I'm not doing it to get anything. I'm doing it because I enjoy it. I love it. It increases my joy. And you know what? It it definitely increases my understanding of these teachings. Every time that I'm joining with you, whether we're transcending time and space or you're joining with me live, no matter how it's happening, what I am experiencing on my part side of the microphone, if you will, is I'm experiencing that joy in sharing and I have a greater understanding. After every broadcast, I have a greater understanding, some way, shape, or form, because I'm really vibrating with it. I'm really interested in it. It's such a joy to me to 
follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. What's the topic this week? It's a wonderful opportunity to be able to share. And it is deeply healing and transformative for me. For me. You see? And that's being in the flow of love. Love is the healer. So the maximum service that we can offer is to be in that miracle-mindedness, to open our mind to miraculous transformation and to be, in a sense, part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And really, there's no other way around it. We're either contributing to the love or... We're blocking the flow of love with every thought and every decision. So it's not about doing everything perfectly. It's about increasing your percentages. And one of the things I talk about in my year-long Masterful Living class is about the tipping point. That when you get to the point where 51% of your consciousness, your activity your decisions, your choices are based in love, then there's a huge tipping point that you experience a shift in your consciousness. So every single choice that we're making is taking us either towards that tipping point or away from it. And we get to choose. No one else is in charge of what we choose. Because even if we were in a prison camp, in a jail cell, we would still be the ones who choose whether or not to put the Holy Spirit in charge or not. How we hold our brothers and sisters in a miraculous consciousness affects them. We can be of service with every choice that we make. It's about the work that we do in the invisible. Much more than the work we do in the visible. So much more. Well, I'm Jennifer Hadley. It's time for us to take a break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles in Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley. Welcome back. We're talking about being of service, being truly helpful in this world. 
And it really is all, the greatest service we can offer in this world is by making that commitment, that decision to give our mind open to the Holy Spirit to do the correction of errors. And one of the things, I, I just love the clarity of A Course in Miracles. So it says in um, chapter 2, section 2, the atonement as defense. It says, you can do anything I ask. I have asked you to perform miracles and have made it clear that miracles are natural, corrective, healing, and universal. There is nothing miracles cannot do, but miracles cannot be performed in the spirit of doubt or fear. When you're afraid of anything, you're acknowledging its power to hurt you. Remember that where your heart is, there is your treasure also. So if you're feeling afraid, you're feeling that really in your heart because of what you believe. So you're investing your treasure in something that's not true. Because where your heart is, there is your treasure also. If you're afraid, it says, you are valuing wrongly. Isn't that, I think that's so comforting. I can only be afraid because what I value has no value. That's why I'm afraid. And what am I valuing that's making me afraid? Opinions, judgments, stories I made up, the meaning I made of things, my interpretations of things based on my perception, which is based on my experience, which is not the truth. You see, and we keep doing that over and over and over again, making the meaning of things, interpreting things through our perception, which is all based on what happened in the past and has nothing to do with the truth. And therefore, we're not in our loving heart. We're aligned with the ego. That's why we feel afraid, because we're valuing wrongly. I, I always tell people that the trust section, development of trust section in chapter 4 of the Manual for Teachers is so helpful. It really explains this so clearly that if we're afraid, we're valuing wrongly. It says here, now back in chapter 2, section 2, paragraph 1, If you're afraid, you are valuing wrongly. Your understanding will then inevitably destroy peace. This is why the Bible speaks of the peace of God which passeth human understanding. This peace is totally incapable of being shaken by errors of any kind. It denies the ability of anything not of God to affect you. This is the proper use of denial. It is not used to hide anything but to correct error. It brings all error into the light, and since error and darkness are the same, it corrects error automatically. True denial is a powerful protective device. You can and should deny any belief that error can hurt you. This kind of denial is not a concealment, but a correction. Your right mind depends on it. 
Denial of error is a strong defense of truth, but denial of truth results in miscreation, the projections of the ego. In the service of the right mind, the denial of error frees the mind and reestablishes the freedom of the will. When the will is really free, it cannot miscreate because it only recognizes the truth. So you see, and this is what the Holy Spirit can teach us, how to stop experiencing fear and to be totally aligned with the truth and to use our will in alignment with truth so that we feel free and happy and loving all the time and doing that is the greatest service because then we will be always no matter where we go and what we do no matter what we choose we will always be in service to the holy spirit we will always be demonstrating the efficacy of being in service to the holy spirit rather than being in service to the ego it's that simple so choosing a life of service is so joyful because then you're not miscreating. There's no disharmony. There's no regret. There's no resentment. There's no hurt. There's no blame. There's no shame. There's just walking in the light of truth. And therein lies our joy. Our joy is not far away. It comes in being of service to the Holy Spirit by letting the Holy Spirit be of service to us by correcting the errors in our mind. And all we have to do is let the Holy Spirit in. There's no cost. There's no efforting. We don't have to go to a special place and we don't have to pay anybody to help us. That's it, right there. (laughs) I love it. The truth sets us free. It's so simple. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'm so grateful to share with you. I'm going to pray us out here. And again, uh, if you'd like to uh, write a review, make an offering, uh, I really am grateful to connect with you no matter what. It's my joy. So with our hand on our heart, in grace and gratitude, we truly share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone. We know that we are blessed and we are a blessing. In gratitude, we accept that it is done and so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen.